We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, guys? And welcome back. Week two, Roto Underworld Stack Fest. Week mm. one, guys. Week one, guys, was a, a pretty big success, I think. You never get everything. You never get get everything right. But we spent, oh, 75% of the show talking about the Chiefs and how the Chiefs were going <laughs> to destroy the Cardinals. And and uh, I think that certainly came to fruition. Um, talked to oh, a lot of... 65 points scored in that game. Yep. Um, at, at, we're we're going to toot some more horns, but uh, also I, I had Tuttle on the Sunday morning show. And, you know, we, we talked a lot about that game. We didn't have all the most relevant news on uh, what Thursday when we recorded last weekend. Uh, the people were talking about Andy Isabella because they just can't get rid of Andy Isabella out of their brain. And uh, we brought up the, 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 the Dorcher chamber, uh, Greg Dorch. And if we use that, you know, as your run back on our Mahomes Kelsey stacks, that was the, the print fest. So, it was a good, good kickoff, I think, of the show. And I'm really excited for this slate, guys, because 
I don't I don't want to say it's more wide open than last week, but I mean we just saw the Chiefs and Chargers play on Thursday night football. The Bills are not on the slate, right? The Vikings, who, you know, Justin Jefferson is uh, <laughs> the second coming of uh, Randy Moss and Jerry Rice together, apparently. There's just a lot of the superstars and high-powered offenses are not on this slate, which makes tournaments and game stacks and stuff uh, kind of a little more fun to uh, uh, dissect. Anything from week one, Matt, before we uh, start to hop in that you want to go over? I, I Yes, that game was great. Uh, man. Marquise Brown, really? Oof, yeah. That was that was tough, man. I thought that was good chalk. I'm I, I gotta say, I I mean the touchdown was a total bailout. <laughs> right? I mean, that could have been real bad. Real bad. Been, it could have been it was <laughs> trending very bad. Process wise, not loving it. Um, so now I'm a little nervous about Marquise Brown moving forward. I mean, if he can't go off in that game situation. Yikes. Dario, what do you think? Yeah, the Cardinals are definitely looking pretty dysfunctional, you know, with just the the play calling from Cliff and that just, mm. you know, can't seem to get anything in order. And now Ertz also was kind of limited last week. You know, he, he finally got up and, and he played, but then he clearly wasn't at full snaps. And then this week he's, I think, I don't know if their final injury report is out yet. And Rondale Moore is obviously going to be questionable. So again, like, the Cardinals offense he's out. looking he's, oh, he's, he's been he's, ruled out. He's out. Yes. Isabella and Rondale are both out confirmed. <gasps> no, Isabella? Yeah, now now <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no fake fringe uh you know uh, uh you know stone men option. But it does lead into we'll just we'll just hop right in, Dario. The first game you have for us on the list is Again, it's the Arizona yep. Cardinals. I think we might be talking about the Arizona Cardinals quite frequently this year because that defense is even where I know, I know it was the Chiefs, but I think we saw the difference in last night when you watched the Chiefs um, versus a, a competent or good defense. And then you watch what they, I mean, it was like, you know, a high school game where you have the team that that's, you know, goes nine and zero against the team that goes zero and nine. That's what it felt like to me. It was just over before it started. And so I think this Cardinals defense is we, we talked about it a lot again. Like I said last week, it might be worse even than even than I expected. And now they have their own injuries. What are we doing with Hollywood? Connor is still there. Um, now you have <laughs> Greg Dorch, who again was very fun in college and and was fun last week. But are we really going to do Greg Dorch as the highest owned wide receiver on the slate on DraftKings? Um, and then you know on the other side, Devonte Adams, right? I mean, clearly the story for the Raiders, uh, an even greater target share than his Packers days. So I don't think we have to worry about that. How are we? Uh, how are we feeling about this one, Dario? Yeah, definitely liking the shootout potential here because both offenses definitely are like completely outmatching the opposing defenses. So there's potential for just an absolute explosion of points. And then the Cardinals also ran the fastest in terms of pace of play in week one. So, I mean, they were obviously playing huge catch up ball, but cliff tends to run his offenses decently quick. So hopefully we'll see a lot of just plays from that offense period. And then more, you know, more just like function as a system out of Kyler and out of cliff so that you can get, some of those fantasy points. And then, yeah, Carr, you can stack them with Adams, stack them with Waller, throw in Renfro a little bit to spice it up again. It's like those three are going to command easily 60, 65% of the targets in that offense. So, like, you know, take your pick, 
make a few lineups with all two or three or or one of them, and then uh, yes, yes, Matt. I have a pick. <laughs> I have a pick. Uh, not overthinking it. Uh, we know that uh, the. I know it's Kelsey, but he obviously shredded <laughs> the Cardinals. Remember, yes. remember way back. Remember way back when Arizona was always the, the defense you would play tight ends against. Yep. You would play. I remember like a, a Jared Cook would have two touchdowns against the. Remember <laughs> this. Will Disley did it. Yeah. Remember, Will Disley was yeah. like the 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 uh, thermometer or whatever you want it, the ruler. It was like, okay, we've been everybody keeps scoring, but if Will Disley <laughs> has the big game, and I think he went like five for seventy and two touchdowns or something like that against Arizona, I'll never forget that the the tight ends versus the Cardinals thing. We're doing it again. We're doing it again, <laughs> man. Darren Waller. If you're gonna play Darren Waller, this is the week, right? This is the week yeah. to play Darren Waller. You, don't don't ever play him. If you're not gonna play him this week, don't ever play him. I mean, Kelsey's not on the on the slate, so now is the time you play him, right? Ninety two percent route participation last week. He gave you what he he had the the uh, the, the seven slot snaps, so he's playing out of the slot. He's playing out wide some. He's playing in line, right? The target quality was good. The target distance was top five. Like he's one of the few tight ends that gets more than 10 yards downfield for his targets. So he's just getting down the seam. He's the same Darren Wall. We're worried. Like we weren't sure. Hey, what, what's, what's up with this guy? Right. Is he, is he cool? He's cool. He's totally cool. Like play him, please. I also really like, um, I was just looking at our ownership projections for this game and to no one's surprise, Devonte Adams, Quite popular, probably going to be the highest owned or definitely one of the highest owned wide receivers, one of the highest owned players. Because we're not fooling anybody with the the Cardinals defense. And and when Devontae Adams has a 50% target share in week one or whatever, you're not, you know, we're not sneaking him by anybody. But Darren Waller is not going to be very popular, even without Travis Kelsey on this slate and some other um, potential tight ends. You know, we're getting the Albert O's of the world, and we're Kyle Pitts obviously uh, is going to be popular. Mark Andrews, Tyler Higby also running all the snaps, right, for a little cheaper. He just Waller's in this dead man's land, you know, he's not yes. Andrews, and yes. then he's not cheap enough. He's not cheap enough to give you a bunch of savings. So now you, you, you get leverage off a teammate and leverage at the highest uh, variance position in, in fantasy. 6.2% owned on DraftKings, 7.8% on FanDuel. Come on, man. Yep. Just because, I mean, you can't play Adams at his price in every lineup. What are we doing? Mix it would up, you play, man. Uh, would you guys play both of them together in a car stack? Um, is it is it too thin? I don't think so. Why would it be too thin? Yeah, I think you can do it. I mean, it's yeah. definitely going to have to like find some cheaper dart throws at the other positions, but we're going to talk about these other games now, and I think there's enough you know, bargain He's potential only 5.6 elsewhere. He's 5.6K on DraftKings. Yeah. What's the big deal? You know, what, what, what is what the savings? What do you are? Go down to a, you know, like a 4K tight end. Okay, fine. Great. Cool. You just save, you know, a little bit. But we're here to stack the games where the most fantasy points are going to be scored. And this is it. So you could certainly have some lineups with no Adams because it's possible. I mean, it's not probable it's but it's possible that they just decide to create a game plan where they, they just play safeties over the top of adams and try to take him yep. away we've seen that happen you how many times have you had a surefire wide receiver smash 
not materialize because of defensive game plan. And mm-hmm. you're just like, you know what? That's, that's the life of wide receiver. I mean, the, the, it's it, the chalk wide receivers uh, don't always hit the way we want them to, because we're not in the meeting rooms with the defensive coaches, figuring out right. what they're going to do, how they're going to attack these games. That's why you always have to have, you're going to decide this is the featured game that you're going to be game stacking. You're going to have to, you know, you, Dario, what would you say the percentage of lineups, the optimal percentage of lineups that don't include Adams? I mean, I think among your lineups that are stacking this game, maybe 25%. I was going to say like 20. Just, okay, 20, yeah, 25. I was thinking okay. 75, 80 with, because if like we saw this with Devontae Adams while he was on the Packers, like everyone knew Aaron Rodgers had to throw it to him because they had literally no one else. And then he did, and he was able to get around <laughs> just about any coverage and put up like three insane seasons. So I don't think the Cardinals secondary exactly is the most talented <laughs> to be able to even design a game plan. Like unless they're going to line up three guys in front of him on the line of scrimmage. Like I don't, I don't think the, the Calvin that, Johnson defense. Yeah, yeah the Calvin exactly. Johnson. But we're saying <laughs> this now treatment. because it's logical that it's it would be impossible to stop him, and then. This happens every Sunday. We would look up and it's like, oh, right. I guess that guy got stopped. Like CD Lamb didn't do anything. Right? <laughs> one of my one of one of my favorite examples of this, not perfect parallel to, to what you're saying, Matt, but um it was a Devontae Adams game, if you remember two years ago against the Lions. And I think it was week two, two or three years ago. Anyway, Devontae did the same thing he just did in week one, you know, 50% target shares. 35 fantasy points uh, and is playing the lions and they were as woeful as ever back then, you know, and it was a total smash spot. He was like probably the same price. He's like 40% owned. And not only did he just not generate uh, the amount of looks, they blew the doors off the lions. Aaron Jones ripped two like 60 yard touchdowns. The game was over in the blink of an eye and they didn't need to throw it to Devonte enough. Now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here because the Cardinals are not the, those old lions offenses, but who is to say like, if he just doesn't catch the touchdowns, like there's a really yeah, high bar at 8,600 or whatever he is on Fanduel. the bar to win you the tournament is, is very difficult. And so if, if you just play Waller or Waller and Renfro, like you said, I think 20 to 25%, right? You play you play 10 stacks of this game or 100 stacks of this game. Play your 20 to 25 teams with a Waller-Renfro or just Waller or just Renfro or, or you know, di- different combinations. Because I do think it is, it's more likely than our brains can, before it happens, our brains can't comprehend. Like, how, how does Devontae not have a smash game here? But then it happens and you're like, you just throw your hands up in the air yeah, on Sunday like, afternoon. You're, you're like you're intellectually betrayed in that situation. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just like this is not, but it's football, right? It's just like, like I I don't like Josh Jacobs, right? But he's top twelve oh. in projected ownership on Roto Grinders, which has, by the way, Roto Grinders has the best projected ownership, right? Even look at Week One, the differential between actual and projected ownership on Roto Grinders, you know, courtesy of Chris Gimino, mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss, excellent. So. For a reason, Josh Jacobs, top 12, uh, 13% on DraftKings, 16% on FanDuel. That that game scenario could play out just like you said. And so if you have some J- a, a, a Jacob, they're going to have some, we're going to have some Jacobs Waller, right? That yeah, I think you could get away with that. Bit? But 
I mean, he, Jacobs, he's a sneaky pass catcher. Like people forget that he is very capable of having four or five targets in a game. Like, I mean, for all you know, he catches a red zone touchdown and like that's the optimal right there is stacking, you know, Waller and Jacobs with Carr or something like that. 60% snap share, uh, which was higher than most expected mm-hmm. uh, in week one. He ran 15 routes. So, and, and, and he had 73 yards right on 10 carries and in a game, they were down a lot, right? They were down a lot. They were trying to spread it out and come back. So if it's, if it's a flipped uh, game script and Brandon Bolden questionable, or is he ruled out yet? Out, I think. Okay. I think ruled out. So Brandon Bolden out, which means probably even more heavy snaps, more snaps for Josh Jacobs. Now, if you flip the game situation, he could potentially have an 80% snap share. It's not that crazy. Yeah, we yeah, like Amir um, Abdullah's pass role, but what if they're, if they're never trailing, if they're never in, you know, uh, uh, chasing points, which is kind of kind of what we expect. We expect back and forth. But I think the Raiders side is the most fascinating to me because of that. Because, I mean, we all see Devontae Adams as probably the best play on the slate, but you have Waller, who also makes for an awesome play. Renfro, in his own part, could catch two touchdowns. And Jacobs, they could be winning. Without Brandon Bolden, they could be winning the whole game. Maybe he gets, maybe Devontae, right? You get the old, Devontae goes out at the one, and then Josh Jacobs comes in. And, and yeah. you know, we, we're not rooting for that. We can't predict that, but that's just how football goes sometimes. A you know, touchdown and, game from Josh Jacobs, it's not the craziest thing. No. It's not one about- he, he he goes in from the 18, right? Uh, randomly. Uh, and then he has a couple goal line. So whatever. That's that's football. Putting right? a bow penalty on this down one. to the one. What? Interference. No, yeah. what, what it is, it's yeah. not yeah, even yeah, that, yeah. Eric. It's not even usually a guy goes out. It's 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 P. interference P. in the in the end zone. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's what you got to. That's the, that's what's going to fuel some of these some of these Jacobs touchdowns. We're already projecting him like multiple touchdowns. Like, <laughs> you can already see it happening. It's yeah. already it's, it's already such a. It's a. Just, just you want to set yourself up so if that's the beauty is if you're going to go overweight on this game, you can pretty much just say, hey, I'm going to corner the market on the on the various scenarios here. Yep. Yep, totally agree. And it's a little even easier than last week with the Chiefs, right? We talked about all those different Chiefs guys last week, and it was a little tricky to pinpoint exactly who it was going to be. It could be a Hardman week randomly. You never can't be so sure. Dario, what about the the Cardinals side? But who who do we need to – so Greg Dorch is going to be very popular on DraftKings. Um, And then you do obviously have the Hollywood maybe bounce back. Is he going to bounce back? You tell me. Who are we playing from the Cardinals side? Yeah, I think you have to – play Hollywood I mean trust the fact that they you know traded a first round pick to get this guy we've seen him be an elite receiver with Lamar Jackson we like you know same things we knew going into the season about Kyler being a great deep ball passer like I think you just kind of have to hope that week one was a little bit of variance you know he ran basically he and Greg Dortch ran the most routes on the team and maybe that separates a little more for in favor of Hollywood this week I think you know, you probably do have to play a little bit of Dorch just because if he is, you know, that popular and he gets there and you don't have him in your lineup, like, forget about it. But um, I, I think Zach Ertz is possibly interesting as well. He's, you know, coming off, hopefully recovering from that hamstring injury. And he still got there for you last week with that touchdown that kind of 
again, bailed us out same way the Hollywood <laughs> touchdown did, but you know, get slightly better usage, one more week removed from the injury, like could easily be a big game for Ertz. Rocky Sin, Nate Hobbs. I feel like we do the same thing every week. I'm not gonna bother uh <laughs> giving giving the Cardinals uh, you know, Byron Murphy slot corner. Like that's what they have, right? So Byron Murphy on Hunter Renfro, that could that could throttle Renfro a little bit, possible. Cool, right? We're fine with that. We're not gonna be, you know, all in on Renfro this week. He's just gonna be part of our, you know, portfolio of, of game stacking this particular matchup. But on the, on the Raiders side, the 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 case for Brown is Rockyson, Nate Hobbs, Anthony Everett. Come on now, come on, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's go. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. No Casey Hayward anymore. Like they've let all their all their good corners are gone. Let's go. Yep. So the next game on the list is one uh, I'm super fascinated in. Um, Dario said it before, where it's. It's a really fascinating and exciting game with a ton of different pieces on both sides, but maybe not the most appealing quarterbacks. And that's the only thing kind of, I think, holding back the commanders and lions, which is the total is creeping up, getting up close to that Cardinals and Raiders game where we're approaching 50 in, in, in this game, the commanders put up a ton of points. Carson Wentz throws for four, 304 touchdowns. Antonio Gibson is all of a sudden actually being used in the, in the passing game. John Dotson catches two touchdowns. Curtis Samuel has 11 targets. There was a lot on that, on that side. And then you have the lions doing what the lions do, right? The they're, pushing the Eagles to the to the limit the whole game, even though the Eagles cannot stop scoring. It ends 38-35. Swift gets there. Jamal Williams has two touchdowns. Amon Ra is still Amon Ra, right? So there's so many fun guys on both sides of this game. But then how do we go about you know, building these stacks. Cause I'll be honest with you guys. I don't want to play Jared Goff. You could maybe talk me into Carson Wentz, but I don't know if you can talk me into Jared Goff. Dario, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you as far as the quarterbacks. Like, Maybe, maybe getting talked into Carson Wentz, but I think, you know, just, yeah, like you said, there's so many pieces. I think you definitely have to play some swift. If you, if you were to stack Wentz, right. And you're taking the Washington side, like you're definitely bringing it back with some swift and then some Amon Ra, probably 50, 50 in those lineups. And then, you know, I think this is a great game just for skinny stacking around another game. You know, for example, you take, that Antonio Gibson and Amon Ross St. Brown put them both in your lineup as you know, that skinny correlation. If this game hits, you know, and your, your main stack hits, then, then you're cooking. Uh, I I think, I think you need to consider playing golf. Okay. All right. Do you remember that there were, there were weeks where if you could stack cousins and, or I think it was like Falcons Vikings would play. Right. And then you had like the Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson. Remember they would go off together mm-hmm. and then Ryan or uh, cousins would smash, get close to 400 yards four touchdowns passing. And that's the way they get there without rushing. This game is going to be that game. If it is that game, it's just <laughs> tough because neither Goff nor Wentz are technically, you know, good. <laughs> um, so it's tough usually it's one but i mean at the time no one was that excited to play ryan or or cousins no. right it's only now that we look back and we're like oh we were, we were so wrong about cousins he's actually really good uh so it's 
look at the weaponry, right? The, are, the case for Ryan back then was he's throwing to Julio. He's throwing to Ridley, right? So think about the things that could happen in this game where we already know last year Washington gave up the second most fantasy points in the passing game to quarterbacks, right? So, and also in the rushing game to quarterbacks, they were just abused last year in the passing game. And there's no, hasn't been big, you know, personnel turnover in, in Washington. Uh, so 5,400 on DraftKings. If you think about the ways that touchdowns and yards can be put, put up in this game, Goff dumping it off to Swift and him going for a, a long screen play. Plus, you've also got Amon Ra, and then you also have deep passes to uh, DJ Shark. So it's mm-hmm. there are scenarios I can think of: long touchdown to Shark, touchdown to Amon Ra. It seems it's all he does. He knows it's just <laughs> he's awesome, so he's going to yes. score. You have uh, clearly a, a screen pass to Swift for a score is very much in play. So if you acknowledge all these things are very much in play, and you're almost not surprised at all when they happen. If they all happen to happen in the same game, that's four touchdowns for Goff. That's how he gets there. I mean, so it's, I think that some, it's tough because you're trying to decide on five quarterbacks about, right, mm-hmm. in your portfolio and to, to start entertaining maybe a sixth with Goff is maybe usually the, uh, the wrong idea. Almost always you look back and like, why the hell did I waste, right? those handful of lineups, yeah. with, you know, bad quarterback X, those, I, I was just, you know, I'm the rake now with <laughs> golf lineups. I, I totally understand that. I totally understand. It. It's just, it's a very rare case when you can close your eyes and you can see all these ways that big plays and long touchdowns can happen to fuel a pure pocket passer. It is potentially going to be the shootout of the week. So it's just, I don't, I, I, I prefer golf all else equal. I prefer golf to Wentz. Okay. I think golf's better. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like that. I, I what Wentz, I will say. Wentz played the Jags last week. I just want, I can't, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they dumped him from Matt Ryan. This is hard, man. I can't, I, I know that I Wentz, has, Wentz is definitely the, the, the play that everyone's like circling on this game for quarterback. I'm sorry. I, that's hard. I think the between Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson, like that's a way deeper receiver trio than Goff has to throw to. Like, and much more interesting mm, and versatile really? weapons. Like they really. I mean, sure? what you McLaurin's better than? I think I think you, I'd still put McLaurin ahead of Amon Ra in terms of just like an NFL caliber receiver with what we've seen from him. Curtis Samuel is a more interesting DJ Shark, and they don't have anyone to compare. Like. Josh Reynolds is better than Jahan Dotson. You're oh, going to tell me on. what do you know? We're not going to the number three receiver. <laughs> Hawkins is better than Logan Thomas <laughs> Swift and Antonio Gibson. Uh, yeah. All right. So, okay. I think it's about equivalent. I it's, it's, it just really does. It really, I guess Wentz is a little more apt to run in a touchdown. Maybe that's the tiebreaker. If you had to pick one, maybe that's really, maybe I'm just wrong. And it's really just, you got to try to pick the guy that's going to give you a rushing score. And it's, that's definitely Wentz is more athletic. Maybe that's, maybe that's just it. Well, one thing I'll I say, think- I, I, Dario, I was just going to kind of piggyback on what you kind of started out with that ultimately 
when it does come to making that portfolio that Matt was talking about, I think you're going to still want to end up with a lot more of the Swift, McLaurin, Gibson, Amon Ra, kind of secondary correlations as opposed to these two quarterbacks, either of them being a, a, a big part of your your strategy for the week, I think. And I love all of these guys. Like, I think Gibson and Amon, I'm, 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 well, before we move on, I want to get, if you had to pick one, I think for me, a pairing would be my favorite is Gibson and, and Amon Ra. Um, but I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, thank you, by the way, Eric. Thank this is why he's this is why he's the host. <laughs> we we skipped right over the lead. We buried the lead and went right to like fringe, maybe jam in pocket. Josh pass Reynolds, Jahan Dotson, Jared Goff. Right, talk. yeah. Oh yeah, who's better? <laughs> Josh Reynolds. No, no. Thank you, Eric. This is like the best game to skinny stack in the history of DFS. Like that's the lead story here. That's the lead. You want to play two players from this game on either side of the matchup. I don't care really. Swift, Samuel, you talked about Gibson, Amon Ra, McLaurin, Swift, McLaurin, Shark. I mean, it's almost like, you know, when you're setting your lineups, you, you won't, you you know, you got to try to iterate over all these different combinations that you can, right, get in there. But that that needs to be almost the starting point. Almost, it's like a from a lineup building standpoint. Typically, you start with your quarterback led stack. But maybe here it's like, well, let's start with our skinny stack. We're definitely start. We're definitely skinny stacking Washington, Detroit. Let's start there, and then we'll work our way through. See what fits around it from the yeah, from like the almost Card- that's the Cardinals. starting point this yep. week. Mm-hmm. Is we know yep. we're skinny stacking this damn, damn game, and there's so many combos. You can almost get away with having almost all of your lineups have some random exposure to two right, right. games. Right, right. Definitely. Your, you know, the game where you, the lineup where you're going with Swift and McLaurin, you pivot to a slightly cheaper primary stack, you know, and then you play your Dotson and, you know, Dotson and Shark stack in the one where you're spending up for Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, you know, yep. just keep mixing it around. Yeah, the Swift McLaurin team is the Devon is the the non Devonte team. It's the wall. That's that's when we just play Waller as the leverage point from that game, right? Maybe there's Hollywood. What, however, we the rest of it comes together. But like you said, in the lineups where we're using the kind of the superstars from this game, then maybe we're coming on to one of these stacks we'll talk about here. Um, you know, in the next twenty minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. and j- it all comes to that that point that Matt said is like this game is like the priority getting my my parent like if i'm 150 in this i i would probably consider 150 teams of having the the pairs from from this game because there's so many combinations well, i was to get gonna through. ask you that if you if you had the 150 you would actually there is a world where all 150 would have a skinny stack from this game because mm-hmm. there's four guys probably on each side that you want to cycle through at least at a fairly decent clip yeah no yeah, yeah. i have four names on each side for sure and then well, I think Dario, could we pull up the lineup genius and maybe do a car Adams uh, see how it works if we do a car Adams? Yeah, let's see. Um, so let's this look. Is the, at this is the player draftings. profile of DFS Dominator lineup genius. So, or you could just not even do Adams. You could just pick car and then see. You know, do yeah, a yeah, yeah. Stack. So I'm thinking. 
I'll uh we'll start with Carr. And then basically, yeah, the way the you know our lineup genius works is you build your primary stack, pick your quarterback, come down to the weapons that you're looking to stack. And then let's say we want Adams. And then we know that we're going to get a run back just because that's the way the optimizer is built. So it automatically makes sure it's in the run back. Well, it, it highlights, yeah, you can it highlights it the run back. Down. It's the little white stack next to yep. Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. So it shows okay. you who the run backs are just as I a, like at it. a glance. Yeah. Uh, and then let's we, just like, we're going to go ahead down and pick Amon someone Ra. else though. Pick Amon Ra. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, keep coming down here basically you can choose like oh you know we can let's say we want to exclude you know someone in the in the 49ers game because it's supposed to rain on them again <laughs> um we only need is it really 10 line- so, yeah it's there's like about an i think it's like half an inch of rain supposed to be on sunday in santa clara um so you can yeah like like we were saying eric you can like control the amount of runbacks and stacks you want with that ah. main quarterback Okay, so um, yeah, so basically also... one run back, so only one cardinal. Yeah. Right. And then you only want your level of chalk. And then let's roll it. See what it says. Yeah. Yeah. And then I so like it does this. allow you to say, hey, we're we gonna run back with, with any running backs in the stack or not. Allow running backs to be stacked. All right. So what do you guys question. what do you guys think of this line? We've got Derek Carr, Saquon Barkley, Daryl Henderson, Amon Ra, and Curtis Samuel made it as the skinny stack. Okay. Yeah, Devontae Adams and Zach and Ertz. Ertz and Ertz as the Cardinal. Okay, that's interesting, dude. And Bengals then, I mean, against the Cowboys. <laughs> the ultimate chalk defense oh! of all time. <laughs> of course, the chalk defense. <laughs> I mean, I'm... and then another great thing I like about this is you can say I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm off of Donovan Peoples Jones this week. The Browns are barely going to have to throw the ball. You click the little swap arrow. Mm. And you can plug in Jacoby Myers, Devin Duvernay, Zay Jones. I kind of like Zay so Jones. So, like, let's go with. We like Zay Jones this week. Definitely Zay Jones. Another pivot off of a chalky teammate, which is what we're getting to a lot here in this team, which is precisely how when you have the Bengals defense and you kind of have, a, right, you're playing Devontae Adams, you're playing Saquon, you're playing the, the Bengals defense, you play these other little leverage points, right? Ertz instead of Dorch and Hollywood, Zay instead of Christian Kirk, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I know. And I think Daryl Henderson's pro- is also pretty chalky this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so you kind of, you can go down here, favorite your lineup, and then it stores all the lineups you've saved. You can look through all the other auto-generated ones. Like, I mean, got Najee Harris falling into this one. So let's uh, <laughs> Rex see if we can pivot, quick quick pivot to um, Antonio Gibson, perhaps. Javante Williams, you guys got a preference? Dude, well, that, well yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah. So that one, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't build the skinny stack by default that time. So well, it did because it had stack. Dotson. With oh, Dotson's Brown. there. See, okay. So this is now we got, we got a fat skinny, skinny stack. stack. I think the definition of skinny stack, you can still do two and one. You can still have three dudes from the same game. That's still technically a skinny stack because there's no quarterback. Yeah. And then I, we can, for example, you go back to the settings and we can control for how many guys you want stacked with the quarterback too. So let's say we want at least two stacks with Carr. 
and two and so this would be two and only two, right? This would be two and yeah, only this two. is two and only two. So we could, but we could move that up to three on the other mm -hmm. side, make it yep. two mm -hmm. or three. So now it's like giving us Carr, Adams, and Waller. Oh, I hadn't heard the Rondale news yet on the projections. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get that updated. But then oh, so this is the Adams Waller lineup that we talked about. Exactly. And we get wait, wait. This somehow got Eric his Gibson St. Brown lineup. I, I'm writing this lineup down. <laughs> this is all because of Burke. Yep. Make sure you play Rondale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Gonna yeah, we're gonna. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, we'll take just, the uh, zero. You have to start take Noah Brown and Rex Burkhead in order to get this stack. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, well, you, well, you could have. I saw. Was didn't I see uh, Josh Reynolds in there? Uh. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So we 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 could we could uh, we could further double down. <laughs> Further double down uh, on this. That is that is very heavily game stacked in the games that we like. Let's just put it that oh, but, way. But hear me out. Hear me out. Devoted to those two games, like ninety percent of the salary. <laughs> yes. Hear me out. If you do Noah Brown, you have correlation with the Bengals defense. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Secondary skinny stack. I was Ooh. really hoping. I was really hoping we'd make it further than week two before we got into the Noah Brown. Bengals defense <laughs> correlations, but uh, here we are. You here know, we are. here we are. <laughs> here we are. Let's. let's uh, I think it's time to start talking about some uh, Falcons Rams. Yeah. This. Yeah. This. Uh, uh, some people were asking. Obviously, um, you can guys can tell where to get this. Get access to this real quick before we move on to the next game. Yeah, just go to playerprofiler.com and uh, click on uh, DFS Dominator. It's right there in the menu. Boom. Um. So the next game as you mentioned, one that is a little um, not quite as wide open. We don't have quite as many of the different uh, options from, from each team. And Falcons are probably not a team that uh, the general public would be like really excited for, for fantasy, but I'm extremely excited for, for fantasy. So I'm happy that uh, Darrow, you put this one, you put this one on the list. Obviously they have Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I'm, I'm very excited for long-term and short-term, honestly. And <laughs> And as Matt was saying before the show, uh, apparently, you know, the second coming of what, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson or something. I, is I don't know. Is, is I don't know. I, I put my glasses on here because <laughs> it, it's because of the eye test, right? Normally, like, if, you know, player profile or the, the description of this show, it's all analytics and metrics. And certainly we're talking about, you know, route participation and all these things. But uh, I got to tell you, uh, this eye test, uh, pretty good for this the Cordero Patterson guy. He looks kind of elite and amazing, and uh, shame on the entire NFL. Even Bill Belichick had him. Remember Bill Belichick had him, and had him on special mm -hmm. teams. And they were not. Uh, they were playing him some. They were getting him like five carries a game. But why these coaches can't get out of their own way and just play the guys that will actually score touchdowns, fifteen carries instead of five? Shame on Belichick. Shame on everybody. Mike Zimmer. Go all the way back to everybody. The quarter up. I mean. The, the poor dude is like 32 now. <laughs> he's been squandered. He's a he's amazing. It's Saquon. It's it's Cordero Patterson. It's you know Antonio Gibson. I mean, these are like the best. You know, DeAndre Swift. These are the, the Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this, he's in that class. <laughs> <laughs> so Dario is is then how are you, how are you kind of deciding between those three Falcons and Cooper Cup's price is a 
a smidge prohibit. We talked about Devontae being expensive. Cooper Cup on DraftKings is $1,300 more than, than Devontae Adams. Can we get Cup? If we do, how are we, you know, how, how are we navigating, you know, from within this game? And is Cooper Cup a priority even at that price? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to play at least some Cup, like do what you got to do at the rest of your lineup because the tear that he is on right now is just unprecedented like you know think about all of last season he comes back and does it again in week one and i think you know we were talking about wentz and goff for a good five minutes and the whole time i was like hoping we i was just like trying to transition us to this game to say that i think Mariota is by far the play between in that yes. quarterback price point he was the qb 10 last week um without even throwing a touchdown didn't throw a touchdown he, yep didn't yeah, even he throw ran a for one touchdown and ran for 72 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, was still the quarterback 10 on the week. So I think I'm like, <laughs> I'm excited to play some Mariota stacked with like Patterson and London and then bring it back with Cup. Like I can make the, you can make the room to afford Cup just by playing those Falcons stacks and then you get the whole correlation together. I'm giving away some of the goods behind the scenes in, in lineup HQ. You know, we do expert tags. And you'll see I have two quarterbacks tagged, and one of them is is Sir Marcus Mariota as one of my uh, as one of my guys this week. So I'm very happy, very happy to uh, to hear the the Mariota hype. Matt, what do you think? How is it possible that Patterson is is cheaper on DraftKings than Melvin Gordon? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I was thinking, oh, that guy was going to be Trey Lance this week. And, you know, Dario did an expert job walking me through the the, the bear case on uh, – no pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> the bear case on uh, – because of last week uh, – on Trey Lance. The, you know, Shanahan plays slow. And with Trey Lance being so green, he plays even slower. Yep. Right? And so there – and now we have weather issue potential. So – uh, why overthink it and why not just go Mariota, right? You can save even more with Mariota and actually you get a game you actually like. <laughs> and no George Kittle. Again, it appears that I don't think that's confirmed, but it, what, the latest report was it does not appear that George Kittle is going to play, which I'm a little surprised by. But just, I mean, I mean, you, is, you get the you get better run backs with Mariota. You get, yep. you get to save $100 on DraftKings. It's only $100, but you still save it. I mean, so it's just. You know, it's a it's a better matchup. It's just, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, I, I, I apologies to anyone if I said Trey Lance and Cash at the beginning of the of the week before I had this conversation with Dario. I apologize. It's actually Mariota. Same. I did the exact same thing. So uh, uh, I'm going to piggyback your. I'm going to piggyback your apology. When you opened up the slate at first, and you're like, "Oh my God, Trey Lance, oh fifty-seven hundred. Yeah, you're like, "This is too easy." Yeah, you know, it was week one. It was Monday. And- I was like, "Oh, Lance," <laughs> and then the Dario's like, "Well." Yep, a hundred percent had the same realization. So totally support that. One thing with this game is. Um, Allen Robinson is going to be a little bit popular. You know, we've reached the stage of DFS where the guys who are absolute garbage the next week are in a good spot and you're not getting ownership discounts on them. How much, if any, Allen Robinson are we playing? What are we, you know, we're excited about all these, these Falcons, definitely see Pat Mariota, obviously Pitts in London as stacking partners, but we can't do cup in ever as a bring back, on every one of these, Henderson's pretty popular. What are we doing with like A Rob, Higby, those guys on the Ram side, Dario? 
I think that I don't know. I'm pretty scared to touch a Rob. I think you definitely play him. I would say maybe like 10, 15, 20, 15 to 20% of those Falcon stacks, which again, are not going to be very many of your one fifty under the field on Robinson this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to be under the field on Robinson and over the field on Henderson. Okay. That's a good way to frame it. I, I mean, like well, that. I mean, I mean, so his projected ownership, 22%, number one on the slate. Henderson's that chalky? Yeah, that's absurd. I mean, I'm pretty surprised. A, you know, he's a only 5,700, and we saw him get like 82% of the running back snaps last week. And, you know, the Falcons, you know, we all expect them to get steamrolled by the Rams, and McVay loves his running scheme. So I think there's a potentially huge game in store for Just Henderson. Just take him. Just play him, man. Like, this is the yeah. thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that the ownership's that high, but whatever. I mean, it makes sense that it's that high. I shouldn't, I don't know why I'm even remotely surprised. I mean, everyone's, <laughs> I, you know what it is? It was the goddamn Island game. Everybody yeah. saw that whole game. Everybody and doing saw nothing. that whole yep. game. Everyone's like, oh, Henderson is like, not only, you know, getting the touches this week, he's full blown the bell cow. Like you, there were drives and drives to go by. No acres, no acres, no acres, and now no Karen uh, Williams, Kyron Williams. So I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that. So good chalk on Henderson. I think that's the, that's the bottom line, and don't you know, no need to chase it on Robinson. That's what you're saying, Dario. Yeah, definitely. I think I would agree with you. Be over the field on Henderson and fade Robinson. And I think that you know this Falcons defense is just absolutely bereft of talent i think they were lucky to hold the saints down for most of the game but we like is there anyone on that front seven that you're afraid of that you think mcveigh won't be able to run on like uh, not for me personally that's they the also... thing though the, the beauty is of everyone seeing that thursday game is everyone thinks that the, the rams can't block anybody <laughs> when really uh, the bills have an incredible front seven and it was the bills like yep. it's the same reason why everyone hates, you know, anyone's schedule that happens to be playing the Bills in week 15, 16, 17. Right? Like, oh, the, the, don't, don't like the Bengals as much. They they play the Bills and the Patriots. And it's like, well, okay, well, uh, the Rams just played the Bills and they look terrible. And terrible. you're not allowed to be surprised when they look fine. Cause they, I don't know, did they win the Super Bowl last year? <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? I think it's going to be fine. The Bills had the number one DVOA defense last year and added added pieces to it. They got they literally got better, and and Tre'Davious White will be back eventually. I mean that that team is just an absolute juggernaut. But the, hey, the can next you play game, Higby? I think you can play. I think you can play like CPAT Higby. You know, using Higby is actually kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Um, cause cup is very expensive. I, I don't really want anything to do with a Rob and then Henderson. We all like, but is a little bit popular. And there are a lot, like we just talked about CPAT. We talked about Gibson Swift Saquon. There's a lot of running back options. So if you want to get your Rams exposure, you can get it from, I mean, Tyler Higby is just a dude, but he's 4,200 and he's going to play every snap and run basically every route. You know two what TDs. I mean? You're looking for two TDs from Higby. Very possible. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he did get to 11 targets last week against the Bills, but I I did, you know, watching that game, his targets were pretty, 
you know, pretty garbage. Like it was just <laughs> like, oh, the game's over. The whole secondary is back. Let's just like drop it into Higby mm-hmm. for 10 yards. And he still managed to like have what two drops in this game. Like easy. Listen, they were playing the bills. Kids. I mean, except, except Robinson, just not quite cheap enough for me to give him a pass. You know, be one thing yeah. if he's a little cheaper, but I think this is one of those weeks where he's still expensive enough relative to the receivers around him that you can just say, Hey, you know, at at five point five k on DraftKings, okay, let, let's let Robinson prove it, and then yeah. we're you happy know, to take him. What am I gonna? What am I really? That's, I'm okay. I think we're okay with 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 with, with taunting Robinson and saying beat us this week. Yeah, I mean, yep. Last season, Allen Robinson's best game was worse than Cooper Cup's worst game in terms of <laughs> PPR points. So I think that's a, that's a fine take to have. And you know who else is 5,500 this week on DraftKings, Matt? Tell me. Rashad Bateman. Well, so, that's right. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was looking at Bateman, but I, was, I, was, I didn't know same. if there was another guy at another position that I was missing yeah. or something. But yeah, I mean, well, and Renfro's 5,500 and Judy's 5,600. And uh, come on. Judy Kirk, Kirk is 5.7K. That 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 range is just absolutely beautiful. From from I'll call it London there at fifty two hundred, I believe mm-hmm. London is up up to um, these Broncos wide receivers. Next game on the list is actually another kind of maybe people wouldn't think about it from a game stack perspective, but actually it's pretty fun. And the Texans are kind of the the little rowdy. You know, we talked like we talk about the Lions like this and we did it last week and we did it again this week that they just don't ever give up. They got a, a good enough amount of talent that they're, you know, pushing pushing the Eagles to 38-35 game. The Texans are kind of like I mean the Texans should have flat out beat the Colts last week. Sure. Uh, the Colts got a little bit lucky to even tie that game. And then the the, the Texans are going to give up points. The Broncos are going to score. There's just too much talent on that offense, although KJ Hamler doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, but a lot of weapons on the Broncos side, and then you get a target dominator in Brandon Cooks, maybe a, a cheapish option in a, in a Nico Collins if you really want to go that route. And then there is Rex Burkhead, who, who, show, who we saw showing up in uh, um, some optimals there for sub 5K. And if they're going to be trailing... I mean, you can do a lot worse than that as your your you know bring back to one of these Broncos guys. So Dario, where are we mm-hmm. starting with this? Well, one? Hold on, it's hold on. Fun. I, I want to say though, you mentioned Nico Collins. We were talking about oh, we didn't know you know Rondale Moore. We got to take him out four point one k. We got to take out Rondale Moore. Guess who else is four point one k? Is Nico four point one? Nico. So there, there's your hot swap right there. Yeah. He's 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 he's, he's running the routes, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's Sorry, what, get a kick. Yeah, us, I think us, where are we starting? Basically, I I'm probably starting with Wilson, Sutton, and Albert O as like the okay. fundamental double stack on this game. Like Albert O, it was pretty concerning in the first half on Monday night when you saw like all their <laughs> backup tight ends getting targets, <laughs> but then he he kind of got rolling in the second half. Um, so I think. You know, he, he's clearly their number one. He's only 3,700 this week on DraftKings. And then I think, you know, Judy's coming off a big game. And I think this week it's probably looking more like a Sutton week. I, I'm, you know, you don't see Russell Wilson put together two like dud games in a row very often. So I think that, you know, he's going to have a little bit 
of that fire coming back this week. I do think, however, um, Wilson's definitely more overpriced on DraftKings this week as compared to FanDuel. Like, if you're going to be playing these Broncos stacks, I'm slightly leaning toward, you know, going to be heavier on them on FanDuel because Wilson's priced not that far off of Kyler and Lamar on um, DraftKings as opposed to, I think he's the fifth quarterback maybe in FanDuel. So there's a there's a pretty stark difference in like where um, is going to be the better place to get those Broncos stacks in. Good point. He is the third for, for people unaware. He's the third highest price quarterback on DraftKings. There's only three quarterbacks above 7K, Kyler, Lamar, and Russ. And I like Russ. This is a good matchup, but one of those things is not like the other. Yeah, like no, the absolutely. In that group. Matt, who are you? Uh, who, where, where are you headed? We didn't talk about Javante. Um, and uh, are you also Team Sutton over Judy this week? Yes, I'm always Team Sutton over Judy. Sutton's just better. Uh, again, congrats to Judy. Got the 100 yards, got the touchdown last week. Good for you. Seahawks, fine. Great. But it's Sutton, week in, week out, it's going to be Sutton. Sutton got the air yards. Uh, let's see. I think Sutton was number two in air yards last week, wasn't he? I think he was number two in air yards, uh, total air yards, yeah. and top five in average target depth. So that's what we like with the we, – we, that's the stickier metric. Yeah. So we're going to go with uh, Sutton this week. And Javante getting the targets out of the backfield – any given game, the, we, you know, Hackett talked about the hot hand approach where, hey, okay, we, uh, Gordon's on a roll. We're going to give him the carries in the second half. Fine, right? But that could have been, that can be Javante this week. So Javante this week could get more carries in the second half than Gordon because he's on a roll and he's getting all these targets. And he, like, I think he had more uh, you know, evaded tackles and yards created on receptions than any other yeah. running back in the league last week. So this is what we I mean, want, just... especially on, on, on uh, DraftKings with PPR, I, I, Javante. So you could skinny stack, right? You could, you could skinny stack Cooks and Javante Williams. What? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Is there anything yeah. else um, from the, the Texan side, Dario, or is it, it kind of, kind of Cooks being, being your, your priority? Yeah, I think Cooks is absolutely the priority. A little bit of Burkhead you have to do, I think, because he, you know, to everyone's surprise, at snap <laughs> Pierce significantly. Yeah. It was like they were they were trying to put that game away by handing it off to Rex Burkhead, and you knew that wasn't going to end well for him. Um, yeah. But, you know, to give him credit, they, they tried. Um, but yeah, I think Burkhead, in a game where you expect them to be playing from behind, like he's already... He, we, we already knew he was going to be their pass catching back. And then he showed he was even more their base back than we thought. So I think he's definitely in play here. And like Matt said, it's only a matter of time before we get that big Nico Collins week. He's out there running the routes. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the route participation rate was up there, you know, 81%. Good, right? That's top 50. But the matchup, Patrick Sertan, I mean, he's top 10 in our coverage rating. So. We have cornerback rankings on playerprofiler.com. Sertan's top 10. And so the, in terms of the, the, that's going to be the, the outside matchup. The, the point total here is not as high as you'd like. So it's harder to justify secondary receivers when the point total isn't getting up there. So this is probably not the week to go uh, Nico Collins, as long as there's better options, you know, under 4.5 K get creative. 
this week, not not go Collins, but I mean, maybe next week, maybe the week we're going to have a Collins week. It's going to be. This is just maybe not, maybe not it. It's yeah, okay our, though. It's not, I don't think we. I don't think we need to jam him in. I don't think we need to. Yeah. To, to figure out what we because because Dotson's four point two k. Yeah. So the, no, exactly. Jones, I was I was Zay looking Jones over here. Four point three. So it's not. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, don't force it. While we're on the subject, I'm in a home league that is ridiculously shallow, and I have to bench one of Sutton, Amon Ra, or Daryl Henderson this week, and I am uh, absolutely miserable over it because I know that whichever one I bench is going to score two touchdowns. Let me know because then I'll play him. I'll play him in in DFS. Whichever guy you bench will be going on my uh, on my lineup. or you know, five to ten ten minutes left, and we got one game, so we're making pretty pretty good time here. Another like super interesting game, although maybe a little more straightforward for stacking. We don't we probably not as many Nico Collins and Josh Reynolds type references in this game with the Dolphins and the Ravens. Only a couple of guys doing all the work on both on both of these sides, and uh, that makes for one thing. Just before I pass it off to you guys, that I love about these games is when you get even if it's not like a massive shootout right i don't expect this um dolphins ravens game to on average score more points than cardinals raiders very frequently right but when a when lamar is a runner and b when it's like basically two dudes i know devin duvernay caught two touchdowns last week but it's basically two guys on both sides tyreek waddle bateman andrews you can get a smash tournament winning uh, performance from your stack, even when it's like 24 17, because it just all happens to flow through Mark Andrews or it just all flows through Tyree kill. And these, so these are some of my favorite games where it's like the total's not that high, right? We're looking at 43 and a half. People are like, why the hell are you talking about this game? But it's because when they score, it's going to be Tyreek, It's going to be Andrews, um, Lamar on the ground, whatever. So um, really like this game. Targets are consolidated. So. That's very important. Also, doesn't appear to be a correct over under right yeah i mean 43.5 looks wrong to me i I, maybe there's something i'm missing i I don't really understand it maybe you guys can help me the dolphins defense looked really good in week one but that was against you know an offense that we expect to be they don't have an offensive coordinator (laughs) new england doesn't have an offensive coordinator guys (laughs) they get matt patricia and you can't you can't take stock in that and the, the Ravens secondary, on the other hand, has like so many injuries right now. Marlon Humphrey, I think, is questionable or ruled out at this point. And they still have, you know, guys who have we've known are going to be out all season. Um, so I think that Tyreek and Waddle are. They played the Jets last week. Yeah. This is so they played Flacco, right? They played Patricia. One team played Patricia. Your team <laughs> played Flacco. OK, this this is setting up to take the over on the game first of all bet the over probably love that right? i'm literally then, gonna do that right now i'm literally I mean, yeah. come on, what are we talking about here this is this could definitely shoot out like eric said so it yeah. could shoot out if it doesn't shoot out you've got consolidated opportunities anyway i mean let's go yeah. man let's go lamar let's go so we're playing lamar this week clearly uh and yeah. i think of all the players that you're sprinkling in like okay, so you let's say you have you have these uh, Derek Carr stacks we talked about, where you have the skinny stack. Of course, you're always putting in the skinny stack for Washington, Detroit. 
the sprinkle, the sprinkle player, my favorite sprinkle player this week is the guy that's, and again, why I'm not, you know, so bullish on Robinson is because my sprinkle guy is Bateman. So. Said it last week. It's so funny. Um, it, it hit home when uh, Dario said, well, you know who's 5,500 as well. And Matt, you said last week, Bateman will never be this cheap ever again in the history of, you know, Rashad Bateman in DFS. And he was 5,400 last week and he's 5,500 this week. So you, you're absolutely correct. By the Prepare for him to be margin. about, what is he going to be next week? Next week, I think he's going to be 5,900. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, and he caught, he, I played a shit ton of Rashad Bateman last week and it was a little Hollywood-esque in terms of uh, uh, a suck out on on the, the, but it was a long touchdown I actually thought Lamar played pretty bad as a passer last week and so if he just hits a couple throws here and there and Lamar still got there because of uh, the, but that's another point to this is they're running Kenyon Drake yeah. <laughs> like it's it's bad running the ball for them so it's it's just all flows through Lamar and when it flows through Lamar it's Bateman and it's Andrews, right? You'll get the Duvernay week here and there, but like you can live with that. And uh, and and then on the other side, I guess we got to talk about the Dolph. I mean, it's just wheels up Tyreek, right? If all these corners are hurt for Baltimore and Tyreek's going to get a 40% target share, I mean, uh, that seems pretty fun. And for a game stack, again, this show being a game stack team, who in the history of like DFS, who accelerates game stacks better than Tyreek Hill? Like, Nobody. I mean, that's what he does. He just blows up yeah. uh, games, you know? Remember the Bucks game when he had four touchdowns in the first quarter or whatever it was, you know, yeah. three or four touchdowns? <laughs> that like, insane, that's what yeah. he, no one else can do that except him. So he makes for a fun game stack guy. Oh, man, I really want the Ravens to be down. I really want the game flow to be Tyreek gets them up early or Tyreek and Edmonds even better. Yeah, I was going to say that. Chase Edmonds is the name we've been leaving out that I think is a mistake. Like he's only 5,200. He was 5,200 last week. And it was like the bargain that everyone was screaming from the rooftops. And then the usage was completely there. He had, I think a 15% target share and he got most of the carries and he just did, you know, he just ran bad, good process, bad outcome happens. And, you know, any one of these weeks, if Chase Edmonds, you know, every week he's at 5,200, I'm going to be playing lots of chase Edmonds because even Mike McDaniel was hyping him up in the press this week. Like he, they're happy with how he's executing. They're using him as a one, a, if not just a clear one. And I think that we're going to, I'm going to keep playing chase Edmonds. <laughs> so we definitely like, I think the way you approach this game is either Lamar Andrews or Lamar Bateman. And then you bring it back with Tyreek and then maybe Edmonds. And then Waddle is probably the, th like in terms of, me rating those three options, how much I'm going to use them to bring back. Only, only question I have, uh, Matt, is, you know, it's one week and we're very excited about the target share and everything that Tyreek had, but Waddle is going to be, because of that, like completely unowned. How much do you factor in the fact that like, okay, that was just the one week for Tyreek and maybe the target share starts to even out a little bit, right? Waddle was dinged up in camp. Like how much do we factor that in, in terms of like how much Waddle should be playing on our Lamar teams or whatever? Uh, Waddle 5% on DraftKings, 4.4% on FanDuel per Jimino and uh, the RG ownership projection. Yeah, that feels a little low to me. That feels a little low. Uh, I think it's going to be higher. It should be higher. Uh, it's not like you know, Jalen Waddle's not a possession receiver. He was used as a possession receiver last year. 
because they had to. They had no – Tua had no time to throw. seems like Tua also has a little more time to throw this year. The front seven, though, for the Ravens is going to be the thing that, that actually – helps if there's gonna if the game's gonna be contained it's gonna be because of the front seven from uh, is yeah. actually getting pressure on Tua and they have to more throw underneath and Waddle is running those drag routes. So that's that's the case. The case for Waddle is that they end up pressuring Tua unlike he was pressured last week because that's the thing. Oh, man. It's just we've only seen this team play against the Patriots and the Patriots just look vastly <laughs> overrated. We've only seen the Ravens play against the Jets. Uh, so it, it, I don't want to just project the usage to be from week one. That's not what, that's not what it's going to be. Waddle's great. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Dario? What do you think the, what do you think the, the breakdown for all your Miami stacks? Let's say you're, we'll, we'll, we'll call them Lamar stacks. Cause that's really what it is. We're not playing two. We're playing Lamar. Right. So you have Lamar stacks. Are you what? Are you thirty seventy Waddle to Hill, or or, or more closer to forty sixty? Yeah, I think between you know, if I'm like I'm probably limiting it to one run back. So I think yeah. probably looking at like sixty Tyreek, twenty Waddle, and twenty Edmonds. Yeah. Okay. Really that much? That Maybe much you... Tyreek? Wow. Okay. Maybe more like, I mean, maybe make it like a 50, 30, 20, but yeah, I think that, that, that sounds right. 50, 30, with, 20 sounds right. With how depleted the Ravens secondary is. And we just know how Tyreek can take the top off a of defense. Like I don't see any reason not to play him. I, I think that this game could potentially go a long way in terms of how we, you know, perceive the AFC hierarchy and whether or not the dolphins can be legit in year one of Mike McDaniel. So I think this is going to be just an exciting game as a football fan perspective. Definitely. Very, very good point. I'm also glad that you brought up Chase Edmonds because I played the shit out of Chase Edmonds last week. And uh, now you just made me feel better. I mean, if if you wanted to, you know, put some money back into my account for all the losses on Chase Edmonds, <laughs> that would be sweet. But um, it did. It's it, it's one of those, like you said, good process. I watched the game. Just nothing, nothing opened up in the run game for him. But man, and they didn't have to do anything. It was like the worst possible, right scenario for him. This, that's why when you, um, you were talking about like, I think you can do like Lamar, Andrews, Tyreek, and Edmonds because if you just get that Ravens speed this game up, Tyreek speeds this game up, and Edmonds to start catching more checkdowns. Both of these teams were uh, pass rate over expected, a little more promising than most people might have thought in in week one, even though they were just basically dominating their games against two <laughs> shitty opponents, as we've outlined. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's just a lot of potential for for fireworks in this one that the field is not seeing. I mean, the field is not agreeing with that with that take at all. No, no. I mean, it's, it's a replay of last year with this Ravens defense having all these injuries in the secondary where they were giving up some of the fewest points to opposing running backs in the running game. But in the passing game, they're about league average in terms of you know, receiving – fantasy points allowed to running backs, which that is more of a case for Chase Edmonds. The fact that we think this game is going to shoot out more than Vegas does. The fact that, you know, uh, against a, a stout front seven running backs with the Chase Edmonds skill set tend to do better. That's and and the fact you want to have a run back with this. If you're skinny stacking this game or you're stacking with Lamar, those are all the reasons why I think that his, his projected ownership being 
sub 10% on both of the major platforms is just, it's, that's wrong. Like it, it either, either it's going to go up in the next few days or then the, the, you know, the DFS, uh, you know, community is, is just, you know, getting ends or overreacting to week one. Yeah. And especially on a slate where we don't have so many of the elite quarterbacks, right? There's no Josh Allen, no Patrick Mahomes, no Justin Herbert. Like how many weeks with only two of those like five stud fantasy quarterbacks on the main slate are you going to see Lamar Jackson owned, you know, sub 10%? Like I think that's all the reason to play him right there. Should we like, also say that this is the lowest you'll ever get Edmonds at 5.2K on DraftKings? At that price. Definitely. I, this might be the price. lowest you'll get Edmonds too. Yeah, I would I have thought that it, last week, but I guess not. <laughs> I know. Well, we're going back to we're going back to the take well. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, guys. Um, I wanted to share really quick um, the optimizer tool that we were walking through earlier that uh, the people were like, holy cow, what is this thing? Please. I, I wanted to make sure and pull that up here. If you go to playerprofiler.com and you go to fantasy tools and DFS dominator, you can get access to that tool. I was also fascinated with it because I that that's obviously as we talk through for two weeks now, how I build lineups is literally how we talk it through, right? We did it with the Lions commanders thing. We did it with focusing on the game stacks or those nuances. And this tool 100% did all like it took all that out for us. You know what I mean? And well, did going the back, thing going back eight years, Eric, when I built player profiler originally, it's because it was how I think about players. Mm hmm. So I structured it how I think about players. And then so when we built this, it was the same thing. I was like, okay, how do we build lineups conceptually in our heads? Well, let's just make that the way the tool flows. Right. So. Which is, which is, we walked it through. Dario did it with in, in, in the tool in real time here. And um, it, it was awesome. So make sure everybody goes and checks that out. Anything, yeah. uh, Dario, well, that, before we, well, we get out of here? On that, it is yeah, tournament specific. So what you saw was the tournament lineup genius. We also have a cash game optimizer, which is specific to cash games. It doesn't have all the stacking and schmacking, uh, <laughs> or it's just straight up like, hey, median projection, boom, 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 boom. Here's here, Mario at a bam, bam, bam. You know, generate yep. your lineup and you're on your way with your best lineup. Uh, whereas this other one is like, this is going to generate hundreds of lineups with these combinations yeah, yeah. no I, I mean i would just you know let the people know we're going to be doing this every week like come watch us build the lineups with the games that are probably going to pop on sunday and then we'll be doing our victory laps the following week hopefully and watching chase edmonds and rashad bateman's prices just <laughs> gradually I, I, please rising. please let's go bateman edmonds let's go let's go guys <laughs> All right, for, for, for myself, for Dario, for Matt, and of course, for Sosa, uh, behind the scenes, we will be back with you guys in week three, victory lapping, uh, victory lapping Chase Edmonds and Rashad Bateman. See you guys. <laughs>